everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Player Two Pixel Cast. This is episode one one nine, and we are live from PAX as Woo! we are every year. Woot. It's uh, awesome because those cool cats at Audio Technica have once again allowed us to come and use all their toys to record on the show floor. My name is Matt Houston. I will be hosting this episode of the podcast and I am joined by a whole host of Player Two folks that are going to talk about all the things they've seen at the show today and yesterday. We're on Saturday, so we'll work from there. First up, I've got Matto. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. It's good to see you do your annual appearance for the podcast at PAX. Is my once a year once a year podcast. Pixelcast. Yep, it's awesome. It's great. We've also got Renee, who's Hi. brand new in the Player 2 team. She's our yep. newest member and been killing it with all the indie coverage. <laughs> so if you've seen any of our indie coverage on YouTube, it's all Renee. She's been absolutely destroying. It's been I wonderful. Ha- I have gone a little bit overboard. It's I fanta- love it. Yeah. I have no intention of stopping either. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fantastic. The loud one next up is Jen, who has done jack shit lately, but she's here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> and we have Deputy Editor Stephen Del Prado holding up the end. How are you, mate? I was doing really well. And then Renee showed up and she's done so much amazing indie work that it makes me look really bad <laughs> in comparison. I'm really sorry. I just really like indies, okay? It's, it's, it's fantastic. Fine, and that's Renee. the fun of PAX. So what we're going to do today is going to be a very simple podcast. We're just going to talk about the things we've seen at PAX, what we've enjoyed, what we've liked, what we've found hilarious, what we've found quite annoying. Uh, and we'll just go around the room and we will be joined by Jess Sam a little bit later. We're going to tell Matto to bugger off and, and swap in Jess. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with Matto. How are you, mate? I'm super. Have you had fun? I have. I'm always, always having fun. Always having always fun. Always having fun. What's the highlights, buddy? Highlights? Oh, man. Everything's a highlight. Beer, mainly beer. No, Ma- <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just, just everything. Games, panels. Well, no, I was gonna say free stuff. I haven't got any free stuff this year, but I'm okay. With, I'm okay with that because let's be honest, I don't need any more. But, but yeah, it's been good. It's been for a Saturday, I'd say. Fairly yep. quiet compared to last year, which feels like. It feels like feels the whole show has been a bit more subdued than it has been in the past. Has been. Yeah. But yeah. So what's grabbed your fancy? What's grabbed me fancy? Well, it didn't play it, but I don't care. I want to buy it when it comes out, and that is Bears in Space. Bears in Space. Bears in Space. <laughs> Guy just came to me, go, here, have some gummy bears. Yep. You have to take the car. I was like, I don't care. I'll take the car anyway. I want this game. No <laughs> yeah. matter what. I thought it looks good. Just, just from watching it, I thought, this is my type of game right here. It's just... So what's it do? What, what is Bears in Space? It's a first-person shooter. Guessing in space. Yep. And I'm taking also a guess. You're a bear. Yep. <laughs> and if it That's no the elevator pitch. And if no one's seen it, there is a bear in space mascot hanging around. If no one's yep. seen it, I just looked at it and went, that's, the, that's dedication right there. Just absolutely brilliant. So I'll be quick so I won't get too far. And then next one is uh, everyone's favourite sport, footy bash. Yep. Which is just a pretty much, what would you call it? Oh, the old hockey games, the NHL 95. Yep. Punch up. That's basically but AFL. But AFL. Yeah. And as I won't, I won't say, no, I don't want us to get in trouble with another AFL. Yeah, he, he won't listen. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's just say it's better than the recent AFL game. That's not hard. Not, which people have said, not that hard to do. No. <laughs> just one biff done. Yeah. It's much easier. I did see that. It looks really kind of 
almost that throwback arcade mutant league football and there was things like that where it's just like lots of bash em ups and blood and, and on the AFL field it looks a lot of fun excuse the hollering everyone if you're listening where we are on the pack floor so there's nothing you can do about it you just got to go with it yeah remember how we said it was subdued this year yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's subdued when they're getting the shout for freestyle yeah, yeah freestyle. exactly it's the freestyle <laughs> t-shirt <laughs> shouts yes who loves stickers <laughs> What about anything else? What, what panels have you seen? Have you seen a couple? I saw, saw two today. Yep. I was about to see a couple yesterday, but I was waiting for my lunch. Yep. Uh, and beer. And beer. <laughs> but we, we, I'm okay with that. But today I saw went to saw a how to collaborate with other people. So if you're Twitch stream and YouTube and all of that, just yep. give you tips on how to collaborate with other people, which was really interesting. Yep. And then the one I just decided to walk into was Back Pocket Live. Yep. Okay. And that was interesting because I don't watch a lot of Back Pocket. I used to back in the day and then I just stopped watching yeah, yeah. it. And they just, all they did was a play on games of Boulder Date Me from, so that's with Boulder Gate 3. Yep. Where they just, people just send it in their characters and coming up with like really fancy like <laughs> dating descriptions. Yep, yep. And like they, their Tinder yeah, profiles. Like Tinder, like yeah, yep. it was a yes or no from the crowds, like yes or no. And Swipe then, left, yep. And then the final thing they did, they played one, two. With a hundred people, people just scanned a QR code, and there was a hundred people in the crowd just jumping up and down and running and all that. And surprisingly, it worked. And even I think they were surprised it worked as well. <laughs> they just looked at it and go, "This is amazing." Don't, don't know how this was working. never going to so, work. <laughs> you never expected this to work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was surprisingly pretty good. I'm uh, excellent. Actually, shocked. By it. You're shocked. Shocked. All right. Any other games you've come across that you you want to give a shout out? I to? I think one more. That is a game called. I think it's. Skate bum, yeah, yeah. Skate I saw bum, that. Look yeah. kind of like Ollie Ollie. Ollie Ollie. I said, yeah. I asked the guy. I said, is it like Tony Hawk? He said, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Kickflip. Yes. Ollie. Yes. Everything else, pretty much like Ollie Ollie Ollie. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's an arcade game, and I'm into it. Yeah. It's just easy. That score chasing style. Just of, one of those games yeah. where you just don't care. Just get from point A to point B. Like, yeah. wonderful. Done. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I've got uh, skate bums on my list. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. I did, I did say it. I haven't tackled many of them yet. I'm going to use Sunday as my indie game, um, I guess, challenge. But I uh, did play one that I, I'm disappointed that none of you seem to have played yet, and it's called On Point. And it's a oh, yeah. v- no, you, do you mean Point Blank? Yeah, no. No, it's, it's, it's On It's legally point. distinct from Point Blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's On Point. Um, a VR version of Point Blank. And it's amazing. It's just exactly what you want from a, a not point blank game. <laughs> I mean, they did have the point blank on DS, and I feel like that that totally defeated the purpose. Yeah, point yeah, blank. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. the hell do you play point blank on with DS? You touch the thing with the stylus. Oh, no, that's no that's fun. Yeah, sorry, because yeah. you're not using the light gun, you're just pressing yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But a great way to sell more DSs once people destroy their screens. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a conspiracy to sell more DSs. No, but it is really good. And the, the, I got to speak with the um, producer there, and she's super excited about this game. And, and they are releasing a non-VR version along with it that's going to go on Steam. And I asked oh, her how that's going to happen. And she said, well, it will support mouse input but we're also trying to uh, you know those custom light bars that you can get with guns for main cabinets so they're going to try and incorporate that as well but they're looking at March next year and it's and if you've played Point Blank 
this is point blank, just in VR, and it's fantastic. Is it, do you think that you'd be able to use the um, Wii and the Wii U's uh, bar, sensor bar? Because I know that some people have managed to hack those. Yeah, so. it, possibly, but there are, um, I know because I've got a main cabinet at home, you can buy the, the mm. light sensor bars that will allow you to use a, a light gun on a normal um, computer monitor because you can't, these days with flat screen tellies, they don't work properly, the old style light guns. So, no. Um, They've, they've got around that with the light bar and it works pretty well. So hopefully hopefully that comes out and everyone can play it because it's coming to SteamVR, Meta, um, and she was talking about trying to get certification from Sony for, for PSVR too. So that looks fun. All right. Renee, you've seen absolutely everything. Actually, no, I've only done about two-thirds of the indies. Two-thirds of the... Okay. Only two-thirds. That's more than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, unfortunately, the Aussie ones are the ones that I seem to have not really managed to get too many of. I've seen most of the uh, Southeast Asian ones and the New Zealand ones. Yep. Um, the first one I'd like to talk about is from New Zealand, and that's yep. called um, Criminals Within. So it's a two-player game, but each player plays separately, so it's considered an asymmetrical two-player game that's co-op. And pretty much you're two criminals on the run. Well, you've been branded a criminal, but you're not a criminal. So you've got to clear your name. But what happens is that you've got the the um, thief who is like, he's very misfortunate, but it's all brought upon himself. And then you've got the... Um, Helena, who is a royal guard who has lost her job because the prince has been kidnapped. Yeah. It's like her job. Right, okay. So these two have come together and are trying to work together to uh, get uh, rescue the prince and clear their name. I mean, Helena is. I'm not so sure about Gerald. He, I think he's just in it for the treasure. What, is, what, is, <laughs> what does it play like? What's it feel like in their hands? Um, I was playing as Helena and unfortunately I was a bit bored because a lot of the time my character was just standing there with the shield boosting up Daryl while he did all the fun stuff. Right, okay. So it's is it a bit like, say, um, those Joseph Farris games like uh, A Way Out or um, what was the other one? Yeah. Uh, one or, one yeah. game of the year. It, we can't remember. It takes, it <laughs> takes two. It takes two. two. That's it. Jess is here, everyone. Say hello to Jess. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Jess. <laughs> Jess is here. Yes. Is it like that sort of thing? Or is it Nicole pretty even each person has a different set of skills and you've got Each to, person has yeah. a different set of skills. So both they... So while they kind of have similar skills in some ways. So like um, Helena can throw her shield while Gerald can actually... Um, shoot a crossbow but we happened to notice that when I was playing for some reason my character seemed to do no damage to the enemies right <laughs> early the, the joys of early build hacks yeah, demos yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm going to go back to them later and just be like hey just thought of another because they're asking for feedback yeah, so yeah. They, they obviously are wanting to improve it yep yeah. awesome what else has grabbed you? Like I said, you've got so many to talk about <laughs> um, who likes Metroid Prime Yes. Yeah. Have you checked out Memories Reach? I have. I've, that's on my list, and I was going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, go, go on. Tell go, us, tell go. us about it. Well, it's pretty much just like Metroid Prime, but without the combat and with puzzles. Yeah, because to me, I was like, it's missed by way of Metroidvania, specifically Metroid Prime. Oh, yeah, you did mention this yesterday to me. Yeah, yeah so, I might have to check it out tomorrow. It sounds interesting. Well, because um, I think it's from uh, the developer of Eyes of Ara, which yes, was another is. cool ah. uh, puzzle game. Yeah. From a few years back. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it was a, um, I think it was in the Indie Showcase one year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah was it was. Because that's why I ended up buying it, because I played it here. Yeah. And so when I spoke to him, he said it was him trying to look at 
how he could change his approach in Eyes of Ira, which was just do a thing, solve a puzzle based in that room, or flick a switch here, puzzle is solved in the other room. He wanted to try to make it a more holistic approach whereby the entire area is the puzzle and you're trying to figure it out on like a much larger scale. And it like to me, I was like, it really feels like I'm playing Myst, but it's like Metroid Prime-esque Myst. Yeah, like, I, it was really cool. I like the fact that you can actually go and um, look at, investigate things that you find and get the details from them. And I really enjoyed doing that in Metroid Prime, so I'm glad that it's in this game as well. well but, you're unlocking abilities, so it's like that Metroidvania yeah. aspect of, oh, I can now access that thing I couldn't access before because I've unlocked mm -hmm. this ability, which lets me teleport across a gap or withstand radiation and all these other sorts of things. Yeah, I, I've just, I, I played it for... I played it yesterday just at the end of the day and I it took me so long to do this one puzzle because I reckon I did it the wrong way. Like, they say there's no real proper way to do it, but I reckon that I completely ruined it. The long way. <laughs> yeah, I did it the long way. There's one no the, wrong way. There's just the inefficient way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I reckon that I, the way I did it, I, I ended up blocking myself off and then I had to go around and around and around. But, yeah, yeah again, it was because the, pa the um, pedestals only moved in one direction, so you had to move to other locations to make them where you needed them to be. Yeah. So and another even spatial stuff. Another even older reference for it, which I don't know if anyone else here would get apart from that, is um, <laughs> LucasArts' The Dig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huge, yeah, yeah. huge The Dig vibes. Yeah, cool. That, okay, fun. that'll sell me. Yeah. Yeah, that'll get me there. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of surprised that a lot of people... I mean, generally there's like kind of a game at PAX that everyone's like, oh, you should check this out. And I feel yeah. like Memories Reach is that game for me this year. Okay, cool. Awesome. Keep going. Okay. I'm just <laughs> Don't to... stop. Don't stop. <laughs> You've got like, what, 20 more to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, gi I'll give you one more. Give, it, give us okay, a good um, one. I just gave you a good one. Another good one. <laughs> there's plenty of good ones. Better good one. Yeah. The problem is, is that what I consider good might not be considered That's the good. whole idea of it. Yeah. No, you have yeah. the power. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the microphone. <laughs> Preach to the choir. Oh, God. I have, I'm sorry. My brain's just going, this one, that one. Um, I, oh, jeez. <laughs> sorry. You mentioned the Southeast Asian stuff earlier. What were one of those titles that stood out for you? Oh, that's a bit hard because they were all incredibly different. And, and they were very much not we're, not what we're used to. And unfortunately, I think the one that does, did st does stand out to me is the one that they don't actually have here, which is really disappointing, which is called Sunset Satellite. So what happens is that you are a person in a Malaysian town that has in, experienced an economic downturn due to a pandemic, <laughs> COVID. Too real. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a horror game then. <laughs> um, and you have to earn money. So your character decides to uh, walk a dog, but they hate dogs. Mm -hmm. They also Who have hates dogs. Yeah, monsters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she also has the unique ability to understand dogs. It might have something to do with that. Oh, oh right. Yeah, okay. No, how can you hate dogs if you understand dogs? I have so many problems with this game already. <laughs> do you carry on? Um, but yes, the, it's a visual novel, so you yep. just you play through it and you choose options and stuff. But it, it's very much about the, the two learning about each other and learning about the world around them and how to um, kind of get out of this really terrible spot they've found themselves in through probably friendship. That, that actually sounds like a really good pitch as a visual novel. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a visual novel guy, but that would at least get me to go, hey, that's at least a cool idea. The other interesting thing is that it actually has a background that cycles rather than having different backgrounds all the time. It's yeah. not a still background. 
because they're walking, so they kind of walk the same street yep. as they're talking. But because you're list- reading what the dog and um, the person are saying, you don't really notice it so much. Yeah. Like, I think that you would have to actively be checking it for it because that's how I found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, is that cycling? I'm pretty sure that is. I'm like, I'm sure I've seen that shot before. Yeah, cool. Unreal. Classic or- animation trick. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. We've all seen The Simpsons. We all know that scene. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to regret this. Um, me, it's me, it's my turn. <laughs> Jen, how are you? I'm great. You're great. Right? I'm great. You're great. Excellent. Yes. What tickled your fancy? And keep it PG, please. <laughs> oh. So don't don't talk about my time in the bathroom with that guy. <laughs> um, uh, I. Like most people lately, have had my brain completely rotted by Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. Um, and so one of the games that I looked at, one of the indie games I looked at, which was heavily inspired by Baldur's Gate 2, was Broken Roads. Yes. It is amazing. It's a little bit like Baldur's Gate if Baldur's Gate was set in post-apocalyptic outback Australia. Yep. Um, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm censoring myself. Yeah, you've done well. Yeah. yeah. Um, they. So I uh, had words with the developers yesterday morning. That was my very first... Uh, Did you have words with them? Words or with them, <laughs> yes. Um, but it was really, really great because I was reading the writing and, you know, everything I saw I loved. I was laughing a lot. Mm. I was, you know, having a really great time. And at one point during my interview, the dev sort of stepped away from me and went to the writer and I heard him go, she's laughing a lot. I think she really likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that was really, really heartwarming. But the so you know you go around, you're being sort of taken around this village by um, an NPC, and you're learning about everything going on in the town and what's happening and how you can help. Um, and what I really loved was the morality system that the game is built on. So you know if you do bad things, you sort of become a bad person. But it's not it's not as black and white as you know evil and good. Um, not it's shades the, of grey. Yeah, it's yeah. Not suffering from the fable two, the fable one, two, and three. Yeah, so you're really not you're not locked in, and it's not like Baldur's Gate where you know if you want to be sort of a, an evil or a bad person, you don't lock yourself out of con- like content yeah. by doing this. Um, but what I really loved was that you know you get to go around, people give you quests, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to do this. So I spoke to some guy at the gate, and he's like, oh, have you helped these guy, these people? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> And the woman showing me around was like, you didn't bloody do any of this. <laughs> so she knew that I was lying. Yeah. And it was like, you know, you see the morality system move around as I'm making terrible, terrible decisions. Um, and I loved it. I think it's going to be really, really good when it comes out in November. And you can play the demo on Steam at the moment. And yeah, loved it. The other, yeah. thing, the other thing that I really loved, again, Baldur's Gate themed, was all the tabletop games in yeah, the tabletop yeah. part of PAX. I'm not a tabletop person. I've never played D and D. I've never played anything like that before in my life. Um, and neither is my fiance. But he dropped a ton of money on dice yesterday. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's we, how they get you. Yeah, we might we might become tabletop people. <laughs> Just so you really have an excuse needs, for the dice. Yeah. You beca- yeah. really need several sets of these. Yeah, you become dice people. You promise <laughs> yourself that you're going to become a tabletop person. But you're, you're not just a dice person. person. You're a dice yeah. person. Yeah. Have yeah. a hell of a game of Yahtzee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking to some bloke at one booth, and he was like, do you play D&D? No. Do you plan on it? No. Do you do this? No. And he's like, 
Well, if you come to Ballarat next year, we hire out a whole castle where you can play D&D for like three days. It's 700 bucks a ticket. And my fiance is like, we're going to that. I'm like, no, we're bloody not. <laughs> no, we're goddamn not. You are going to that. Yeah, yeah. you can go. I'll stay here. But the, like, the whole vibe of the tabletop part of PAX and the community and how everybody, you know, rocks up and they all just play games together. And it's just, it's a really great vibe. And I really, really love it. And it's not, it's not something that you can see anywhere else, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that really struck me, just looking around that part of the con and seeing everybody having fun, everybody being so welcome and opening and patient and understanding while people learned these games. Like, I loved it. It's, a, it's awesome vibes. Fantastic. And I think <clears throat> we all kind of know that PAX has had a bit of a rough rut, you know, COVID and all those yeah. things. And, and it's become, a, a, we know, more expensive for people to show here and that. But what it still has is that real sense of community. And I think while that exists, it's safe. Um, if that ever stops dropping off, and I think that, then that, that's a worry, right? You know, because the idea of PAX is not to sell... It's, it's part of it. It's not to sell games. It's not to sell uh, tabletops. It's not to sell whatever. It's about a whole bunch of like-minded people getting together from all around Australia and, and enjoying themselves. And, yeah, and it's that's always... That's why it says, yeah, welcome home. Welcome yeah. home, yeah. And it really always, and it still does... 10 years on give that feeling when you walk in the hall so yeah it, it is it, it, I hope it gets uh, you know it keeps going because it's really important well we've got a severe lack of uh, cons now yeah. so especially game based ones yeah yeah so. so it needs to be there Stephen yes I'm how are you? I'm good. You good? You good? good? Are you going to spend the next 10 minutes talking about tabletop games or am I, I going to have to kick you out? I can get... Well, <laughs> that sounds like you're going to kick me out if I don't what did talk about me? tabletop games. Um, I, can, I can get a few of those out real quick. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, I got, he's, got, he's got notes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very professional. So, uh, Spellbook by Phil Walker-Harding. Uh, great family weight game that... Uh, it's really easy when the designer teaches you how to play their games. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it's yeah. real smooth. Uh, Perspectives by Matthew Dunstan, who's also here. Great sort of uh, co-op uh, detective-esque game with a bit Ooh. of hidden information where you have, like, the way you get the information is by communicating. You've got cards with information, but you can't show the other people the cards. You have to try to describe what the pictures on the cards are and put the clues together of, like, who shot the person in the embassy, from which window, all that sort of stuff. So that's really cool. Nisei, which is uh, the rebirth of uh, Android Netrunner, which was a card game that Fantasy Flight Games uh, went and killed, surprisingly. It's not like they've done that before to a million other properties. Um, <laughs> but they've managed to resurrect that game without having the pants suit off them. Uh, and it's basically a not-for-profit uh, living card game that's sort of coming out. So no booster packs. You buy a set. You can make decks. You can play. There's different levels of uh, skills. So they've got like a, a startup level. So if you've got a really basic set of the cards, you just play at that level. And if you want to expand your card pool, you go to standard. So it's a really like friendly sort of community, but also competitive vibe as well. Wartide is a cool sort of asymmetric lane battle, a card game that's on Kickstarter right now that the designer taught me and I beat him. So that was very <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really interesting. I would check that out. Now we'll get, I know how I'm going to get um, Matt back on side right now, and it's Like a Dragon. Yes. <laughs> we both checked out Like a Dragon, yep. a.k.a. Yakuza. Um, and I am very happy with more entries in that series. Yep. Uh, I think we both had a good time with that demo. What did you think about it? Yeah, the combat, the new um, combat style that Kiru, or what, what was his name in this? He's, he's got a Jordi fake name. Jordi or Jordi, yeah. It's, it's his fake spy name because he's a spy now. Um, <laughs> he has gadgets. He has gadgets, and that's his new fighting style. And they're really cool. Like, he's got this lasso thing that 
groups a whole bunch of enemies together and you can flick them around and you know it seems the like rocket boots where you just skate into people and knock them over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's super stupid, but in only a way that a Yakuza game could. I was going to say. Yeah. You- yeah. Every Yakuza game yeah. is a bit stupid. Yeah, and it's so much fun. I, I mean, I, I eat that shit up for breakfast every day. So, yeah, more is good. So, <laughs> And we've got another one. So that's out next month, and we've got another one coming early next year. Yes. Like, amazing. For the last couple of years, it's been a great time to be a non-Japanese reading or speaking Yakuza fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because they're all coming out in the West. Uh, we also tried out uh, Prince of Persia Lost Crown, which yep. is sort of like a... Sort of a throwback to the OG Prince of Persia. I don't mean like OG Ubisoft Prince of Persia. I mean OG, like yeah, Jordan, Jordan Mechner, Men- yeah. Prince of Persia. So it's a side-scroller. It's like very puzzly, a bit of combat in there as well. Uh, the demo was pretty light on, so I think it's going to reveal a lot more elements in the yeah, full game, yeah. but that looked really cool as well. Memories Reach is another one we talked about, which uh, was very cool. Skate Bums as well, which I think Matto talked about earlier, which is very much like... If you liked California games on the Atari Lynx and you like want something with slightly similar vibes, like it could be from that era, but it still feels really current. Skate Bums is definitely it. It's got some Tony Hawk stuff. It feels like it could come straight off the SNES or the Genesis. Like it's really yeah, yeah. on point aesthetically. It's like really late 80s, early 90s. It's got those vibes and it was really cool. Excellent. Any others? All the indie showcase stuff. If you've been following anything that Renee or I have been putting on uh, Player 2, you'll see a lot of the indie showcase titles. I played Copycat today, which was really cool. It's like Goose Game, but what if I was a cat? But what if I wasn't an asshole? Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist. No, no. No, they don't. no it's your, you have to be the cat's moral compass, which oh. can be challenging. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so scared that it's going to make me cry when I play it. I, I get those vibes. like, And the, the soundtrack on it is amazing. Like The person they've hired to do the sound is like, they're quite on point with pulling on the heartstrings. I feel like I get those vibes. I know that old lady's going to die. It's just going to happen. Yeah, that's what I'm scared <laughs> of. I'm like, no, no, yeah. I don't want to play this because I don't want her to pass away. And it's going to be a thing where, like, you have to control the cat's paw to pat her to try to make her wake up or something oh, like that. You just, know, you just know that's going to happen. Uh, the dev was like, no, no, it's okay. There are good points too. Like, there's, there's good things as well. And I'm like, I don't know if I can get over that first. <laughs> But hang on, does the cat die? No. No. I, you, you're a cat who's been adopted. You had a very, uh, you know, sad, tragic backstory. So she's trying to coax you out of your little kitty cat shell, so to speak. And you just get the, it's like the Pixar vibes. It's like, you know, the opening bit of Up. Yeah. And <laughs> you, know, you know something bad's going to happen and it's coming and you're just bracing yourself for it. So it was really cool. I think it's out sometime next year. Hollow Hero uh, was like God of Wombat. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Really cool. Like... Uh, Interesting, like, puzzle and sort of combat stuff. Uh, the wombat combat. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> so it was really fun, although Not I did... Not the board game. <laughs> no, I did run into a bug um, where the wombat kept trying to attack things every time I jumped onto a ledge. <laughs> They're like, Sounds oh, like no. a wombat. Yeah, mm-hmm. let us fix that for you. <laughs> uh, what else was over there? Oh, Crash Course Builder. Yeah. So, yeah. as you know, I'm a huge fan of rhythm games, and this thing's got the juice. It's like... <laughs> it's got r- the juice. It's got the juice. It's like a rhythm game with... I don't know how to... It's like, a, it's like an endless runner rhythm game where you're controlling this little character that's running through a course, but you can create courses as well. All right. Yeah, if and you I, find the other ones too difficult, you can actually make your own. So, if you get bored uh, of the... Um, it's it's like an endless runner, but there is actually a goal. Yeah. And once you complete it, if you get, because they were showing me one of the ones that was insanely difficult. And yeah, it seems like once you get into a rhythm of how it works, it's easy. But it, it I was looking at it, I was like, this is way beyond my skill level. It's like that <laughs> Mario Maker aspect where yeah. you know people are going to make some levels that it's like, 
And I said, I'm like, have you set it up so people actually have to beat the level before it goes live? They're like, well, not yet, but we will do that before the final version. I'm like, you probably want to. Yeah. And I can tell it, it's totally got, like, they've nailed the rhythm game feel because if you're an inexperienced rhythm game player, you are looking at the bottom of the screen. And if you're an experienced rhythm game player, like myself, you're looking at the top of the screen and I'm instantly like, okay, top of the screen, this is where i got to look to do well. Yeah. And that's how I know it's got that pedigree there. So I was very happy to check that out. What else was over there? Other Indie Showcase winners. Look at your notes, mate. you got enough of them. <laughs> I was going to say there was another rhythm game over there. Spin, just... uh, DJ was... Oh, Spin Rhythm spin XD. No, no, there was another one besides oh. that. I don't, unfortunately, the name completely escapes me because that would be useful. Um, <laughs> um, so who else was It was one there? where you have to use rhythm to cook ingredients and then it gives you the recipe at the end. Oh, oh right. my lord. Okay. I don't think I saw that one over there. Dark, Dark Web Streamer was another one. It's like hidden in the middle. Oh, yeah, I didn't venture into the middle. I was only on the outskirts of the indie area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get there tomorrow. All right, Jess, you snuck in. I did. Uh, uh, what have you seen? Tell um, us. Sell us, sell us <laughs> on your favourites. My favourites. Um, so you've already talked about kind of a, a lot of stuff. Um, I also played Prince of Persia and had yep. fun. Um, I'm not typically a Prince of Persia person, I guess, but this kind of was interesting to me. Um, I played Mario, Super Mario Wonder, um, which was uh, a good time. I did play it by myself because I didn't know that all my friends were unrelatedly playing Mario together without me. Um, (laughs) That's really, that's so sad. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm thinking, don't you hate it when that happens? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it was fun. Um, I think highly anticipated. Um, I... um, you know, it's like a sort of more curbified version of Mario, I guess. He becomes an elephant and he also can get all these powers, like he can become a drill. Um, and um, there's also Yoshi and Yoshi, you know, can't become anything, but he does have his little like, hmm, thing and he jumps really high, uh-huh. um, which is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You, you, don't, you guys you know, know Yoshi. Know what, what fever trip is are you on? What? Have you never played it's, a Mario game? That's what he does. He jumps in the air and then he goes, and his little legs go. Yeah, he goes, and then he like, he like and floats he through the air. Higher. Yeah. This is great content, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing a video. No, no. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, anyway. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it's got some like cool mini game stages and stuff where you can collect extra things that you then use to buy power-ups and it's all very cool. Um, but I have actually spent most of my time where I always spend most of my time, which is um, at the Together Lounge, the, yep. the PAX Together Lounge, um, where there's a bunch of stuff going on with, like, diversity, I guess, so all the panels that are sort of focused on diversity and accessibility and stuff, um, and they're all very cool. I have been on several, and it's always amazing to see um, the people in the audience, like, regardless of what you're talking about, it always feels like a really kind of safe place to be, I guess. Even, you know, on stage, it can be kind of scary talking in front of a room full of people. Um, but at PAX, it kind of doesn't feel that way because, as Matt was saying before, about that sense of, like, community um, that really drives PAX. And a big part of that community is really diverse and really cares about diversity and um, about supporting others and making sure everybody's comfortable and able to be, like, their authentic selves, I guess. Um, so everyone's really, really welcoming. Are you going to fess up about crying on stage I within cr- two minutes? <laughs> yeah, I did cry on stage within two minutes because in my defence, I did a panel on um, <laughs> l- last night, so it was uh, Friday night, about bury your gaze, which is a trope in TV that, you know, 
stuck around for a long time and things are a little bit better now, but it basically was the idea that, like, you couldn't have gays be happy in TV because as soon as they were, then they would kill them. Um, and it's based on this kind of existing literary trope about how being gay was a sin and people have to pay, face kind of punishments Punishment. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the panel was watching death scenes of characters that I love from shows that I love. So obviously I cried. <laughs> like, it's sad when Tara... Like, okay, you know what? Spoilers. But it's it's sad. It's sad. I think you're allowed to spoil Spoilers. Buffy. Spoilers. 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 Yeah, it's sad when Tara dies in Buffy, okay? Um, um, Guess who Luke Skywalker's father is? Like, it's, oh my it's, like it's that level of, like... Maybe there's someone out there that doesn't know and they are heartbroken right now and it's all of You've your fault it. and not They're mine. They're not listening to this podcast. They it's might fine. be. You don't know who listens to this podcast. Um, yeah, so I cried on stage. And you know what? It was fine. It was fine. Because yeah. there were other people in that room that were also crying. It was a beautiful moment. It was objectively moment. sad, yeah. even though you were all making fun of me. So. No. Hey, no I didn't say a goddamn thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Together Lab yeah, is a really nice awesome. kind of atmosphere. Anything else you to throw in there? Uh, you beat me at Street Fighter. That was cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did. We went to the uh, ROG booth uh, together yep. and checked out all the cool toys that they've got coming out and they do have some cool toys um, mainly played a, they were, they're really big on the ROG alloy at the moment obviously because it's selling like hotcakes and oh there's no competition here so yeah yeah well the Lenovo one's coming out very soon but uh, at, they've got they've got the uh, the lead yeah, there's, there's no steam deck so they're no. like yeah yeah they've got the lead run at the moment yeah um, so they were, they were big on that but also uh, some of their very cool laptops I really I like the lot, the ROG gear a lot so it was it was fun to get to to see what they've got coming up and what they've got out. Um, that was kind of my gig for the whole of PAX yesterday. I was doing all the hardware stuff uh, because I'm a bit nerdy like that and like things with flashing lights and cost a lot of money. True, <laughs> true gamer over did there. Did you see the, um, the uh, PC case that's a shoe? Yes, the shoe X on uh, the M Wave booth. There's a, there's a PC that's built like a sneaker and yeah. Can I, can I buy good. it? Yes, you, yes can. you can. Can I have it inside my house? Probably. Yes. It's a bit expensive. How much money do you have, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> probably, some... probably not enough. <laughs> no. This year, it's really cool. Like, if you're a bit of an, a PC nerd like me, um, I've noticed last few years of PAX, all the PC builds have been about being freaking enormous with glass and lots of lights. Yeah. It seems to be moving away from that and being a bit, little bit more practical this this year, but with cool designs instead of just blinding bright LEDs. Um, so there's some amazing builds, especially over at the aftershock. After yeah, shop. I was looking at the one that has like the cherry blossoms on the, the yes. white one and I was just like, that's such a nice PC. And there's a very cool Fallout one. Um, there's oh, yeah, some really stunning PCs over there. It's, it's awesome. Uh, I did go to the LG booth um, because they've, they're kind of just dipping their toes into gaming um, as, a, as like a primary source mm. of income for them. And I was talking to the guys there and they're, they're talking about how they're um, really keen to uh, kind of get into the space with their monitors. And, and we all know they, they make good quality screens for TVs and stuff. So it's, it's logical for them to, to come in. It as feels kind of weird that they haven't already done that considering yeah. they make so many gaming peripheral, like mo so many people use Logitech stuff uh, for gaming. LG it was, not Logitech. Sorry, so, yeah. LG. No, LG the yeah. OLED TVs for gaming, like they're always held up as like the best TV for yeah. gaming. Yeah, so yeah. it makes sense like to move into that PC And, and also he, well. was, he was telling us that a lot of the uh, third party um, monitor makers use their panels yeah. anyway. So, so it, it makes sense for them to do their own. Just cutting out the middle, the middle man. man, yeah. 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 There's a 48-inch curved monitor that has to be seen to be believed. It's a real. You look at it from the side on, and it's 
quite a severe curve, and it's it's the biggest one I think I've seen in a I was monitor say, ever. Is it that one that's like the most ridiculous one that? Yeah, in, they're playing Starfield on it at the moment, and I sat in front of it. Man, I, I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> because the price of that thing is ridiculous, but geez, it's a good monitor. <laughs> it's very cool, very cool. Um, what else on the hardware side of things? Uh, there's, a, there's a whole bunch. There seems to be a few of the bigger companies are not here this year. There's no yeah. Lenovo, no HP. Um, but Alienware? Sorry? Alienware? Alienware's not here either. No, no. So, you know who is here and it's really weird? Yamaha. Yeah, Yamaha mm. come quite often because they got cool stuff, and I like music stuff. So cool music stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it just and doesn't seem like normally it's not really the same sort of space. No, no, I think I think it's shrinking down a bit in the creator space. There, there's, I think, more crossover than there used to be. Yeah, now in, there is, but yeah, so it, it, it makes sense. Have you been to the Yamaha booth? I have. I've walked past it multiple times. Oh, it's it's rad. They have a big red button, mm-hmm. so yeah. just go in there and press it. It's fun. And see what, and see <laughs> is this the thing that makes the really loud noise come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. See, I walked past that a few times, and every time the really loud noise came out, I, I moved away from the roof. <laughs> oh, no, I was the opposite. I'm like, ooh, noise? Yes. <laughs> so I always went in there and slapped that button a ton of times. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I, feel I like mean. This is a two kinds of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think. Um, yeah, it, it does feel a little bit emptier this year as, as far as those big obnoxious kind of uh, booths that you used to get with, you know, loud noise. And there is still plenty of that, as you can hear on this podcast, people chanting for T-shirts and things like that. But it seems a little bit more subdued on that side of, of things. I, I, I think I, it's a good thing because it actually has allowed for more indies. I've yeah, it, it is. The indie year. area is huge, um, which is very, very cool. All right, we've, well, we've got a little bit of time I can left. I can shout out the rest of the indie showcase people so I don't feel left out. Just I'm going to give everyone mm. one final say. I think that'll lead us into our, our wind-up. Yeah, we've got 10 minutes, I reckon. Uh, so, all right, we'll go from Stephen backwards. All right, so uh, other indie showcase titles, The Drifter, which is a really cool, very atmospheric uh, Australian point-and-click title that I would encourage everyone to check out. There's a demo on Steam, and it's the kind of demo that I was really angry when I finished it because it gives you, like, this amazing <laughs> teaser trailer for what's coming, and you want more. Yep. So it was fantastic. Uh, one of the other ones is... I'm not stalling for time. The Dungeon Experience. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got The Dungeon Experience, which is from um, Jacob Janurka, who is well-known for yep. Paradigm. Uh, Paradigm, and yep. also that Seinfeld point-and-click adventure game pitch. Yep. Uh, so check that out. It's um It's... Very humorous. That you go to the booth and you can listen to the in-game crab dungeon master character's game pitch, and he also serenades you with a very intimate guitar, no saxophone, saxophone solo. Can I just ask? Did you rewind the tape after you listened? I did rewind the tape after I listened to it. I know how to work tape players. I was <laughs> yeah. born in the eighties. <laughs> I know how those things work. Uh, obviously, on the tabletop side of things, tabletop is now a huge part of the indie showcase as well. So there's mm-hmm. Boba Master over there, which is from uh, some. One of the guys is actually Queensland-based, so I get to test out some of his stuff uh, if I bother showing up to game meets. Kingless uh, is back with Festival Explosions, which is an expansion they're bringing to Kickstarter very shortly, and that's a really fun game if you like saying, here's a card that completely ruins your day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Saltfish and Ormanax, which is from uh, Story Brewers, I believe. They do some really intimate like uh, tabletop stuff, 
and very cool if you want to go and check that out. They've got these lovely like little box games, which uh, I wish I was into more of that sort of tabletop stuff because it's not anything I've got experience with, but it looks really, really awesome. And Alien Frenzy is this uh, cool card game designed by two brothers who, depending on who you ask, they'll tell you they're the best at the game. Yep. Um, and it, uh, I played it yesterday, and um, I won. So it's great. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jen. Uh, let's see. If you love cute little lambs and you love killing everything around you, you go and look at Cult of the Lamb. Yep. That's beautiful. Um, there's the expansion they've um, been showing the trailer for. So. There's, um, it's, oh, it's. It's things that I can't say because I'm censored. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Um, Tavern Keeper, one of the indie games, is also very, very cool. Nicograms mm -hmm. is cats, so, you know, I'm going to play that. <laughs> um, and then Copycat, which we've talked about. But yep. you don't have to be a nice cat. You can be an asshole cat, like all cats. So go be an asshole cat. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, I know you've got a lot. Oh, it's all right. I was just going to say, I actually went and checked out the Indie Board Game Showcase most yep. of today. So I went and did that. And it's as you were saying before about how everything's a community, it was really nice to see the Indie Board Game peeps just kind of supporting each other yep. and helping each other out. Um, so the one that's Aethermon, mm -hmm. really good. Looks really good. We did, um, we did cover that on Player 2 as yeah. well. So check yeah. that out. Yeah, yes. yeah. Just a s subtle shout out there. You've got to plug this stuff. It just doesn't work if we don't throw in plugs. <laughs> oh, well, Boba Master I also really enjoyed. Yep. That was actually, that was really good. I couldn't, obviously, because I was trying to get to as many as possible, I couldn't play all of them. I also played one called Fat Cats Incorporated, which is about um, every time you produce something, it kind of destroys the world. And the aim is to not be the last person to destroy the world, uh, isn't to be the person who doesn't destroy the world, but has the most money at the end. Right. That sounds so, too much like reality, and yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time you produce something, you get money, but then the um, clock, the, like the doomsday clock moves. Right. And so it's kind of, it's roughly 60 turns if you... Um, so it's late stage capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially the entire world is, oh, and if you, if you happen to be the person that destroys the world, uh, you have to pay a carbon tax. <laughs> Unless there is a tax haven. Right, oh right, right. Is that it? Is that all that happens to you? <laughs> it's, that's like real world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't explain what happens after the world ends. They just said you, you get one more turn to try and earn a little bit of extra money and then you're all dead. Right. Yeah, nice. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. See, when that's I was playing, depressing. I was like, at least I wasn't the one who destroyed the world. Yeah. <laughs> I did the least damage at as least possible. Damage. <laughs> Jess. Um, yeah, I actually, I forgot to mention the coolest thing that has happened this PAX yet, which is um, earlier today I went to a... 3DS Memorial Street Pass meetup. Yep. Um, I brought my 3DS with me from Sydney and it was just like a bunch of people sitting in a room with their 3DSs just like getting street passes and doing street pass quests and filling in puzzles and stuff and it was so cool. Like it was so nice to just kind of recapture the feeling that it, you used to get going to conventions. And Took like, me all the way back to PAX 2014. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, I wish they would bring out a feature for that like yeah, the Switch. Because, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I, I miss it. Yeah. I know other people do. Yeah. Um, so that was very cool to, to get to experience that again and to see how many people still care about that. The, the, yeah. Um, also to remember that the 3DS was like truly tiny. Handhelds used to be small. They did. Yeah. But then you can't fit cool things on them. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unconvinced. Unconvinced. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
for me, I, I'm going to go and explore all the indies tomorrow. I've, I've kind of got all my obligations out and now it's fun time. So I really don't have much to talk about, but I do want to say thank you to Audio Technica again for letting us use their cool toys. Um, always good gear, always help you out. I've got an Audio Technica uh, record player that I love probably more than most of my children. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so make sure if you are uh, out and about and looking for some audio gear, g give them a look out because it's good quality stuff. Uh, make sure you head over to player2.net.au. Check out all our news, reviews, previews, opinions, podcasts, whatever else we do. We're, we're pushing the video side of things uh, a bit more at the moment because um, it's fun and people like it and we need money. Uh, so... <laughs> So get that, you know, get that YouTube money. Um, but, <laughs> but please, come over and support us over at the website. Uh, we'd love to have you. We're, we're a fun bunch. And, and um, if you haven't heard us before or, uh, or um, have heard us, thank you for listening. So we'll catch you next time on the Player 2 podcast and uh, head over to the site and check us all out. See you. Bye. Bye.